Hey guys, this is your host Ruman and you have tuned into Life Happens for Real podcast where our primary focus is to search for stories from around the world to help people who are grappling with a similar situation. Today we are talking about something very serious, something almost each one of us would be aware about, but somehow we tend to brush it under the carpet, but maybe because we don't want to cut a sorry figure. Cutting to the chase, what we are talking about is what happens when you have got parents with OPCD. For the ones who don't know what OPCD is, it is a mental condition in which a person is preoccupied with rules, control, and orderliness. If I had to put it in, into simple terms, I would just say that it is an advanced version of OCD. On the show, I'm speaking with Bandan Preet Kaur. I personally know this lady from school as a high performer and someone who's, uh, whose artistic skills always took me by surprise. Currently, she's working in Goa with this organization by the name People for Animals. So without any further ado, let's welcome her to the show. Hello and welcome to the show, Bandan. How are you doing? Hi, Umi. Thanks you for having me on the show. I'm doing really great, doing fine. Thank How about you? you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing super well. Thank you so much for being here. I mean, I appreciate your courage and your presence here. That actually you kind of came here and talked about your story, which is not very easy to talk about. So at Thanks. least, yeah, I am so grateful. I'm so super grateful that you actually approached me and, you know, you finally felt like that, okay, maybe I can help other people with this. So yeah, I, I like, you know, super, I just, I'm super, so super grateful for you being here. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad. Yeah, yes. even, even I am glad. So yeah, talk, you know, diving into your story, it's not very easy. As I said, it's not very easy to, to talk about it. So the thing is that, you know, I have a dozen questions lined up for you and we're talking about this very serious issue, OPCD, which even, to be honest, you know, I was unaware about it. All I was knowing about is OCD, but OPCD was something very new to, new to me, you know, until I heard it from you yesterday due to the discovery call. So yeah, like I have a dozen, dozen questions lined up for you. Can we start? Are you ready? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the first question that comes to my mind is, you know, let's just go back to your childhood. Take me back to the time when you were a child, because, you know, when we connected during the discovery call, you mentioned that you come from a difficult background. So when you say that you come from a difficult background, what do you really mean? Can you expand on that? Uh, so uh, starting from childhood um, basically I come from a very dysfunctional family mm-hmm. uh, wherein um, you must have heard about domestic violence and, you know, uh, things being not right among parents. Uh, so that's how the atmosphere was there in my household, wherein my parents used to fight about, you know, on every and any petty issue. So uh, there were instances of domestic violence. There were instances of verbal abuse, physical abuse. And being the single child for the longest possible time to go through it, to see it, it was really difficult because I didn't know the reason behind them being like that. And I didn't know what to do about it. So at that point of time, my prime concern was to, uh, you know, when you come from a dysfunctional family, you tend to grow really fast. 
in your mind it might be a five-year-old or a six-year-old or for that matter a four-year-old but you tend to be more sensitive towards the issue and because it's not like any other families not like a normal family so I was um, you know majorly preoccupied by whatever was happening in uh, my house and whatever was happening between my parents, I didn't know what what it was. But all my, my you know, all I was concerned about was how to stop it. So that uh, this particular thing was a consequence of whatever followed in my life later on. Whatever I whatever happened in school or whatever happened in college or for that matter, you know, what is happening right now is all a consequence of uh, uh, you know this particular thing and. Um, because of this, uh, as you mentioned, this uh, OCPD, uh, the compulsive uh, personality disorder, my parents, they were really obsessed with me, with my presence. Mm-hmm. You know, they wanted me to be around them 24-7. And that included not talking to anybody in school. Yeah, yeah. I, was, you know, I was about to come to that. Yeah. So this, the thing is that, you know, you your parents had a strained relationship and you were the only child and you had to face the consequences of it all and I know that is not easy because obviously you know when your parents are going through a strained relationship you can't you can't take everything on your own and you know yeah so the thing is that you know the, the second thing that actually comes to my mind is that you know when you say that your parents were going through OCPD so what were those some things because you know because we have to focus on we I want to focus more on like what OCPD is and how bad can it really get so that is why I'm asking you this question what was those few some things when this little girl went to school you know what were the few some things they did you know obviously you were you knowing that it was you know they these things were actually coming out as a result of OCPD and Actually, yeah. this was furthermore adding to your misery. Like you said that, you know, they didn't allow you to befriend girls in school, which is very triggering. I mean, befriending boys, maybe it's kind of a task. It's kind of difficult for the parents to accept. But befriending girls is something which is triggered. It's, it's kind of a trigger warning. You know, this kind of chokes me in broad daylight that how did you even survive school? My, uh, uh, see, um, uh, the concept that my family followed was like it's the three of us and it has to be three of us Mm -hmm. you can we are you know uh, we are shunning our social life for you and you have to do the same for us so um, basically it looks very simple this uh, personality compulsive personality disorder but it's a very you know a a major thing is what my parents did were they stopped me from talking to anybody and everybody you know they didn't want me to have friends and these friends didn't include guy friends. It included girl friends also, like female friends. They didn't want me to talk to anybody. Like mm-hmm. for them, it was like, we are your family. I'm your mother. I'm your father. We are your friends. And that's how it should be. In school, I was out there, you know, I, I, I uh, you know, wanted, I had to distract and divert my energy into all the extracurricular activities, into whatever I was doing to just get out of that mindset because mm-hmm. I knew that back home it's very stifling mm-hmm. and for them whenever I used to go out and talk to a girl or uh, you know for my for that matter my classmates they would get to know about it because they were so involved in whatever I was doing they would just get to know about it and the next day they would just you know get contact numbers of those people of their parents they would call them and instruct them clearly you know to 
to ask their daughter to not get in touch with me or not be around me or not have lunch for me with that for that matter yeah so the next day i would question that you know they were extremely i would say that just they were so overprotective they they just wanted to protect you from the outside world and did, didn't you you know didn't want you to kind of throw yourself in the mix they didn't want you to throw your through throw you into the mix you know kind of talking to girls or kind of making friends because this is kind of triggering you know i haven't heard any parent telling you telling their child that you know you you'd have to go to school and make you don't have to make friends so this is something which kind of you know you, i just kind of you know it kind of puts me it's a put off like because i have usually heard parents say that you know what well, you have to go to school you have to make new friends so this is very very triggering yeah for me uh, their concept was all they wanted was you know uh, uh, this well knit family concept and it's It, this this came out of possessiveness it was mm-hmm. the excessive power over the child to exactly. not let them and they they uh, you know at that point of time I was really young i didn't know what all is happening so for them it was a way of you know of uh, you know the way they showed me their love or the way they expressed their love by, by being around me by being uh, you know totally uh, into me and uh, into whatever i'm doing but it was you know it was one of those relationships wherein there is somebody or your partner who is really possessive about you who wants to check or keep an eye on whatever you do and then they call it love so that was how it was for them they didn't understand it khud ko bhi unko samajh nahi aa raha tha they didn't know what exactly is uh, happening to them because they and now we know that it's uh, uh, this uh, 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 you know obsessive disorder but at that point of time i didn't know what it was they didn't know what it was it yeah. it was just that you know the concept of 100% control over the child they didn't consider a child as a human being they considered their child as a property or as a possession that they own completely yeah this maybe this was not you know you actually would have you know would be becoming that anti social element that you maybe you that you did not know how to socialize with people right you because this obviously makes the person an anti social element so what did you really do like how did you really survive school see uh, umi you know me through school yeah, yeah. you have seen me uh, you know and, uh, the yeah. part. to be yes. honest and i always i always had this impression you were this happy girl like you know and obviously this high performer but the thing is that you know i never ever like had even had this idea even your face didn't give me that idea that you were actually going through this mess in your uh, you know back home so yeah i mean how did you even survive so school basically it's like uh, when a person comes from a dysfunctional family or for that matter when a child comes from a dysfunctional family they tend to uh, you know have an alter ego and that's what i had i had an alter ego of a very hyperactive child hyperactive in the sense i would take part in anything and everything that was happening in the school and that was my escape because i knew that i have to distract myself otherwise yeah. i won't be in a happy place i knew that back home there is nothing to be happy about okay. but there is school uh, you know be it academics be it sports arts whatever whatever was you know whatever came up into my hands i just had to grab it i couldn't let go of anything because i knew that this will actually keep me busy and this is and uh, there was one more thing like my parents always wanted me to be that high performer okay. and 
basically initially it was just to please them so that they would have a, we would get to have a proper dinner together we would get to have a proper conversation and not just fight and not them beating each other or you know um, accusing each other abusing each other and over the period of time this became a part of my ca- character a part of my nature wherein i found solace in uh, you know uh, getting involved in the activities that were happening in school and that's what kept me sane that's what kept, and i was i didn't have any friend i had a lot of acquaintances which my parents obviously didn't know but there was nobody i would call a friend like as in there was nobody i could go to and talk to yeah exactly. i knew that at the end of the day if my, yeah, if my parents get to know they would just you know stop or refrain that person you from talking not, to you me you were not you were not you not allowed to vent it out to somebody at all yes because they felt that you know whatever happens in family stays in family mm-hmm. it should not go outside it should not the world should not know about it because for yeah. them it was like there is nobody is yours except your family okay. and that is the basic basic uh, you know um, a thing that defines a person with uh, its compulsive disorder they feel that whatever is theirs belongs to them and they cannot not even think about losing that particular thing or particular human being that's out and for them they'll beat that person and then they'll apologize to that person i must have seen heard a lot of stories about these people being in a relationship wherein the boy the boyfriend or the girlfriend is really obsessive they check their phones they check exactly. their back they beat them up and then at the end of the day they are like you know they apologize to them and you know make nice for them by you know being like you know it just happened i'm so sorry and that's how my parents were so that was and, i think that was shared toxicity rather than you yes, know absolutely exactly and for me uh, you know when i started getting appreciation for uh, uh, being good in academics being good in sports or be it art or whatever i didn't you know th- th- there is a part of you know you i maybe i was looking for that validation from my parents exactly. and i didn't get it from them and i got it from school or for that matter people in school my classmates my batchmates and i didn't want to get, get uh, you know i don't i didn't want to lose that that's why i was never able to express my true self because i was so scared of the fact that what if i you know let my guards down and tell them about all the things that are happening in um, you know at my home and they would just you know start judging me and i might not get the validation that i'm yeah. getting at yeah. that point of time so it was just i had to get it from somewhere to stay sane so that's why it was like it became a task basically to just be more active in other areas and not be at home i would just get the silent treatment and there was hardly anybody to talk to so yeah yeah i i also wanted to talk about the silent treatment thing so did your parents give you the silent treatment like how for how long did they do this see uh, you know, for, uh, for, for a while yeah i have always uh, faced this uh, situation wherein i I, I you know during the day i wouldn't uh, uh, know like you know once i'm back how is it going to be at home mm-hmm. so there were times when my mother and my father they would fight they would and then my mother would just my father um, he would just leave the house and my mother she would just sit and mop for days together not cook food for because 
it was just two of us my mother and uh, me after my father would just leave uh, and then uh, she wouldn't cook for herself she would she would just sit and sulk and mop in her room and not talk to me for days together and after three four days she she would just come to me and she would just start crying to me confiding in me so i didn't know what to do with it i didn't know what whether to hate my mother for that or whether to you know just feel sorry for her state or uh, you know uh, comfort her because it was most of the times and there was nobody to listen to what i have to say yeah obviously how or did this child as young as you really react to it you didn't even as know what was really happening yes because for me it was like if i start talking and i learned it very early in life that if i if somebody is going through something in life you cannot talk about your your uh, you know things that are bothering you you need to listen to them mm-hmm. and that's what i learned very early in life because for me my mother in a way or my father for that matter was suffering because of you know each other's presence both of them were suffering and for me the only way to make them happy was get good marks and not talk about my situation or the you know for them i was the happiest child like you know everybody believed that i was the happiest person ever because i had no worries according to them but it was and that this started showing on my health and uh, people who know me from school and i'm sure a lot of uh, uh, my classmates after they listen to this they'll get they'll remember that i was the one who was constantly in dispensary then you know apart from because um uh, they didn't know why it was happening because i had severe uh, stomach issues uh, uh, which was later on uh, diagnosed as psychosomatic because the stress has to show somewhere yeah, yeah. so body responded to stress by not being able to digest food by not being able to uh, you know eat anything and uh, like you know i uh, so that was a, i would get summer cramps they were so bad that i would just puke my you know vomit out everything and you know, it wouldn't stop yeah it it wouldn't stop so half of the time either i was in some you know some i uh, either was in dispensary or painting somewhere or you know uh, being you know taking uh, take, taking part in some market it was just the two i was you know shuffling between the two of these and then for them uh, for and this led to another thing that my parents became overprotective about this part also they were like yeah. you know you are being very sensitive you are uh, you cannot handle stress you cannot handle and for, to them they didn't feel that it came from their uh, you know the, the reason were they were the reason to that yeah because they, they felt they didn't that feel that they were doing anything wrong you know they felt that the reason to this is the uh, you know that high achiever nature that i have that i want to you know excel in everything that i'm overdoing it i'm over exerting myself so it was a very wherein i was you know the, i i i couldn't even like express it to anybody out there so yeah that's how it was so what impact did your childhood childhood leave on your personality as a whole um i became very sensitive to a lot of things that were happening around me i was like super super sensitive to anything and everything which is affect me within seconds as in anything even if i would see a person uh, you know crying in the middle of the road i would just get affected by that person's you know uh, uh, that misery i would just take everything personally for me everything was personal for me to me everything was even if somebody would just you know uh, and then another thing was like i became a listener uh, for that i i could 
empathize and I could, you know, uh, sympathize with people more because I knew that I have faced all this and, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of, I had to be, uh, choose the otherwise. I couldn't be like them and more so uh, uh, the anti-social thing you were talking about. Okay. I became very, I would be able to go and talk to people, but I never, I would never be able to, you know, have that one person with me or have that one person for the whole of it. I would just go down. For me, it was just basic conversation. Hi, how are you? How was your day? Like that, you know, or did you do this? Did you do that? Did you finish this task? But never somebody ever could sit and have a proper, decent conversation with me. I was very anti-social, not by choice, but by chance. I couldn't, I didn't have the that, uh, you know the guts to go and sit with somebody because one more it came from one more five because whenever I would sit in a group I would see people talking about all the happy things in life like they had a nice dinner uh, they went out and had nice dinner with their family or you know their cousins had come over and all sorts of stuff but I you know that would it would pain me to not be able to talk about nice things in life so I would just avoid groups not to you know for that I, I avoided co- uh, confrontations I didn't want to be a part of conversation that it would make me very uneasy so, so yeah, listening to your story and your childhood you know the kind of childhood did you had gives me the impression that it was share emotional abuse you were going through and also you became a parent pleaser not even a people pleaser mm-hmm. but a parent pleaser mm-hmm. and also Definitely. I yeah I kind of uh, conclude that you know they all, all just wanted to keep you absolutely ostracized because as you said that they wanted to keep you you know they wanted to protect you from the outside world and mm-hmm. maybe this doesn't shape a person's personality you know because you have to let them you have to let them throw themselves in the mix such that they actually learn how to socialize how to talk to people so this was your you know childhood ending and now let's go to the point you know now where it was your time to go to college right and you obviously were, was you might be expecting them to change a bit now because you were becoming an adult right I mean after this Mm -hmm. after 12th ends the school ends so obviously after 12th you were expecting them to change so did they change in any way or were they the same it uh, got worse because till school I was uh, in a girls school Mm-hmm. So uh, there were girls around me, but uh, when I, uh, you know, in college, it's a poet thing. So the, you know, boys and girls and everybody. So I thought that maybe they might change. They might start accepting me as an adult, mm-hmm. but it didn't happen. Their control and their, uh, you know, expectation of me not, you know, mingling with other people, it increased. It started oh increasing God. day by day. And for them, it was like they would get contact of every professor everybody they could they, that was within their reach they would just get in touch with them and uh, you know um, get you know actually uh, uh, be aware of where I am what I'm doing how am I performing in uh, college or what are the timings what is a lunch break time what is you know when do we have off time whatever everything they would get to know each and everything about me through people who would think that okay Bandhan's parent, parents are like really nice they're so uh, much involved in it and that's how a parent should be mm-hmm. but it was not just the involvement a simple involvement it was like over involvement like they wouldn't even you know and one thing that 
you know when you move from school to college you get into that uh, phase wherein you you get into relationships yeah. and you have people yes so um and my tender, this, tender teenage you know everybody yes, kind yes. of yeah does that yes. thing yeah. So, uh, as you said, uh, till school, it was emotional abuse, mm-hmm. wherein they were like emotionally stifling, and they would just want me to, you know, they would just play with my emotions. But after college, it became, uh, it turned from emotional abuse to verbal abuse to physical abuse, okay. because when they got to know about uh, uh, my first relationship, or they when they got to know about that, I, uh, that I was talking to this boy. First of all, talking to a girl was a major task yeah. because he was an outsider. Now talking to a boy is like, like yeah, such a difficult thing. So uh, they got to know about it, and that's when the physical abuse started. And it was not just like you know, the first day, he they started physically abusing me. there was no verbal talk like there was no talk. there was not a parent and a, a you know child talk where you yeah. make your children sit and you know talk them out and you like you know tell them the difference like how it should be and how they should not be doing this because it's career time ye sab jo bhi hota hai time pe but they started with physical abuse and they would beat me black and blue there was like uh, not my father but it came from my surprisingly it came from my mother she had gone through the similar thing all through my childhood and she didn't realize that she is doing the same to her child and that too when the child has crossed the age of 18 years 19 years yeah exactly and that teenage period has started so um and it was very new to me because i had always supported her i had all like you know for me that whole childhood phase was to protect uh, protect my parents to protect their sanity to make sure that they are happy by being uh, you know i did every possible thing they asked me to do if they were like you know you have to focus on your studies i was like okay studies you have to focus on sports okay sports you have to be good at arts you have to be a perfectionist i opted for that mm-hmm. you don't have to talk to xyz person i opted for that but in college the physical abuse started to a point where they were just and then they started checking my phone my bag my they would come to my room in the middle my mother would come to my room in the middle middle of the night check my bag and just leave it like that there you wouldn't even get to know that the bag has been checked or the phone has yeah. been checked or something so they would come and then in the morning she would go with a silent treatment again mm-hmm. she would not talk to me and then it would take me hours to you know guess like exactly hua kya hai what is bothering her now and i knew that if she is like that some hell has broken loose you know something is wrong i might and then uh, my brother coming to my brother he's like 10 years younger to me mm-hmm. my parents actually uh, made him believe that i believe that whenever whatever issues you have with your children you should not uh, let other child see what is happening to the other one okay yes. but my parents exactly. made sure that whenever uh, they would beat me up my they made sure that my brother is in the same room oh according to them yes according to them it it was a way to teach him that if you do the same thing this is what is going to happen to you but it so happened that he got the impression that okay my brother my sister is the worst possible human being that would ever be that you know because she is getting beaten every day so uska matlab kuch kara hi hoga usne he didn't know why is it happening 
and what uh, uh, you know they started following a practice wherein they made sure that my brother you know gives them all the information about me and they would reward him in return and i like, do if don't you think, i just don't think that you know your the parents should directly start with physical abuse teenage is such a age where you have to have a conversation yeah. with your child rather than just you know beating them black and blue so that yes. is something which is a sign of bad parenting if a parent does that uh, so honestly like okay uh, getting to your college could you can you mention like a few incidents which which you made yeah. you feel that you know their opcd was getting worse now um so um i uh, there is one specific incident that i remember uh, uh, so there was this guy i had uh, you know he was just like a brother to me mm-hmm. in college he had just lost his sister and he I, my parents i would make sure that i mention his name in front of my parents every now and then so that they're used to the concept of me talking to a guy or to another human being on this uh, planet so so uh, they were clearly not happy with it so uh, once what happened my uh, i uh, we will uh, our uh, final year was about to get over and uh, we were supposed to do a registration for the for our internship and during internship we are supposed to be in groups we are supposed to form groups and then uh, that's how we go for our internship and that actually helps us while we are preparing for our masters you know so that if we have a friend in the same group he can or he or she they can cover up for our absence while we are preparing and then we can do the same to them so that's how i decided that this guy and i will be in the same group so i remember my father uh, uh, you know assisting uh, you know actually accompanying me uh, to college and he just randomly was like okay i want to come to your college and i'll help you out with the registration process and i was like okay fine so it's good because i need help so um i i um, uh, he came with me i was busy with the registration process and as soon as i came back in uh, to you know meet him i was in the car we were in the same car and i i i was holding my registration papers in my hands and he just crumbled them and i have never seen him as angry as he was on that day and i didn't know what had happened so i came back home and then i got a call from that same guy and uh, and everybody knew that he is like a younger brother to me even my parents knew that he's a he's like that to me even his family had met my family and they would treat me just like their daughter my father had uh, you know actually uh, gone to uh, uh, you know inquire about the internship groups and then he got to know that he and i in the same group which he didn't like at all and uh, you know uh, this guy he came up to my and my father insisted that Uh, we changed the group mm-hmm. he asked those uh, lab assistant again could you please change the group and uh, they were like no it's already done because we'll have to shuffle reshuffle the whole thing because of two people so it's better just let it be my father was like you know started abusing them and you know cursing them like you know you don't know who i am i'll just you know ruin uh, uh, all of you i and just for a small thing and then this guy happens to come to my father and he was like uncle let it be you know uh, uh, don't worry we'll just ha- it will help us being in the same group my father just got hold of his um, uh, you know collar slapped him and was like i know why, why uh, i know that you are after my daughter i know what is going on here between the two of you i know what is it i know why you want me and everybody we became the talk of the town everybody in college was like ye to bhai behan the na they were like siblings no they said that their family knows about it what what yeah. is this like this is on college get some ground to talk about things yeah it was very embarrassing and this came from the fact that 
because they they couldn't bear the fact that i'm talking to somebody else who is not a family so they they just wanted to you know uh, uh, they just wanted to make sure that whosoever comes into my life whosoever is an outsider gets you know they just wanted to shoo him away or shoo uh-huh. her away uh-huh. and for that they they wouldn't even think they were very impulsive they wouldn't even think of the consequences that's going to you know repercussions of that thing this is one of the thing and then after that they would make sure that they call matlab unke paas sabka number tha mere internship jahan jahan hua wahan wahan ka contact number my father got contact number of each and every place at least he would have the contact number of one person from my internship area like and place of internship and sadly this is what you do to an adult this is how you check on them this is sheer bad parenting if you don't want your child to talk to a boy there are other ways to approach them rather than physically abusing them and beating them up you can actually yes you can you could have uh, he could have actually cornered us you know you know mm-hmm. he would have taken us made us sit in a room and would have you know asked us out you know just you know there would have been a word of advice ki theek hai beta we have issues with this thing that's how not by you know directly beating somebody up it was more embarrassing it was you know it was a very uh, frustrating to me because exactly. i started realizing that this is not normal they are being very very possessive very obsessed with my presence and it was like they just wanted me to be around them 24/7 This like is what twenty four. What I conclude. This is how bad can OCPD really get? Like uh, exactly. Yeah. So I would just want to ask you this uh, question because of meeting time is kind of exhausting, maybe. So yeah, how did you deal with it all? You know, how did you recover from it all? Like because obviously it would have had like a it would have taken a toll on you on your mental health. So how did you recover from it all? And you know, is it better now? Are you like yeah? How better is it? Uh, a lot of things were there. I uh, it it didn't happen overnight. It uh, uh, I had to like obviously therapy was a part. I had to go through therapy. I had to seek help from a proper counselor, and obviously that didn't help as well. So it was just you know I being because that uh, you know that uh, being involved in whatever I do that active. participation in all the things that i do that a distraction basically distraction helped a lot i could i still there are times when i can't just sit at home and uh, you know not do anything because whenever i'm sitting uh, idle and not doing anything everything comes back you know yeah. all the trauma that yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that psd that yeah. uh, that trauma i have been through everything comes back so i have to constantly keep myself involved in something or the other i have to trauma keep on doing surely, something trauma surely revisits yes. you know by all yes. means it does so yeah yes. there is this last question which i want to ask you what were your concrete learnings from there you know from the whole thing so yeah what were your concrete learnings by that not impose your love on somebody be it parent children relationship or be it any kind of relationship you, there ha, there is a minute difference between that you know that boundary that you have to maintain the space mm-hmm. yeah. and second is you know being uh, compassionate and being uh, very being empathetic towards other people you cannot just you know start an uh, start on, on start on your case you cannot just talk about your thing forever you have to listen to other people you have to yeah. be little considerate towards others sufferings and uh, the third thing that that's the major 
thing that I have learned from whatever my whatever all the instances of my childhood is like you should not lose your sanity. Okay, there are difficult times. Everybody goes through some shit in life. Everybody goes through a hell lot of difficult times. But you have to, you know, make sure that you maintain your sanity. Probably get involved in something that you like doing. You know, take up any hobby that you love doing. But not, you know, just because it is difficult doesn't mean that it's the end of it. Yeah. You don't have to be like, you know, okay, fine. I, I, I cannot handle it. I might just kill myself. Or I might just take up drugs, or I might just take up smoking, or become exactly. an alcoholic. It's so important because yeah. yeah, people when people go through difficult times, they tend to do it, and you know we cannot actually blame them. We cannot yes. because you no, know, everybody cannot control themselves. Exactly, you have to be very. You have to understand where a person is coming from. Yeah, exactly. And you have to make sure that you know if you see other people going through something in life, just be there for them. You know, just be a, a listener at least. You know, because you never know whether there should not be like, you know, if a person is going through something, it's like it means that it's important enough. So, yeah, that's that's it. Right? You know, the compassion and, you know, just maintaining your sanity. Talk to somebody, seek a counselor, seek a therapist, but just be sane. That's all. That's all I have learned from it. It was so good talking to you, Bandhan. Like I have, I, I think I have learned a lot from you personally. So yeah, it was so great talking to you. And, and I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad. I'm thank so you. thankful to you for yes having me on your show. I'm really glad. Thank you All so much for being here. I mean, I am absolutely, absolutely super grateful to have you. So yeah, as I all guys, as as I always say, if you have a story that may help you, he, that may help heal and inspire others, please connect to me at my email, life happens for real podcast at the rate gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning.